Okay, so I tried to record this the first time before realizing I hadn't actually listened to my song yet. So we're going to do this a uh, second time. So this is going to be the fifth episode of my podcast. I talked to my cat about whatever's in my mind. Um, this episode, we're going to talk about my absolute favorite song, but not favorite song in the sense of like jam to it in the car all the time type favorite song, more of a favorite song in the sense of I think off, I think it speaks to a certain part of human experience that doesn't often get spoken to in songs. And I, I'm going to talk about why, why the song specifically speaks to me and uh, why, it's, why you should maybe listen to it too. I don't know. Um, uh, before, before I start, um, the song is Close to You by Neon Trees. Uh, if you want more context as to what I'm saying, because I'm not going to play it in the podcast... Um, you can go, and it's free on YouTube, if you Google close to you, Neon Trees, you'll find it. Um, that being said, you could just listen to it afterwards, whatever, or not listen to it at all, whatever your choice is. Um, but yeah, uh, that being said, let us begin. So I have a page of notes in front of me. I'm gonna try to keep it in the order of what happens in the song, but I can't listen to it right now. Like, I, I listened to it before now, but I can't, you know, like, listen to it as I'm going along because I, like, don't want it to hear play on the podcast. So, we'll just hope that it goes in relatively low order. So, Close To You is one of those songs that, like, it's on the back of the, like, when you're listening to an album, right, for by an artist, there's usually one or two songs on the album that, like, everyone knows because they get the most featured. They're maybe the ones that are the singles or whatever, but... Close to You is not that. Close to You is part of, um, I think it's the Everybody Talks album by Neon Trees. Uh, I'm going to go look at that right now. Yeah, no, Picture Show, it has Everybody Talks in it. Everybody Talks is the, one of their big, big um, songs. Neon Trees is one of my favorite bands, period. But this is one of my favorite songs by them as well. Um, and so it's unlike a lot of their music. Because Neon Trees, for anyone who doesn't know, they're a very pop like, punk, rocky band. They have this very positive and peppy, almost, style to a lot of their songs. They have heavy guitar, and a lot of it is about, like, 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 Desire is a, it's like love songs, but they're not, like, the, like, I'm in love with you love songs. They're, like, a, they're they're more, um, less emotional version, more of a, yeah, I mean, it's hard to explain, you have to listen to it, but they're, they're a relatively unique sound, and the people who do it, the main one, the singer is Tyler Glenn, he's cool, he's a gay ex-Mormon, he has a whole album talking about his experience, right, singing about his experiences called Excommunication, but it's a, it's a pretty good album, um, but, uh, yeah, so, Point Is Close To You is a song that really focuses on on what it's called. It's called Close to You and it talks about close to you. Um the song has very has very little words. Um it's very much uh instrumental. A lot of the song is instrumental, which for some for people who don't um know why it's important or don't feel the same way I do about the song, it, it can be kind of boring for them from what I can tell when I make people listen to it. But one of the things I was googling this when I was writing notes for this, um, the literary thing that I found was called repotia, repetia, something like that, um, where basically they repeat words again and again for effect. And so throughout the song, 
there is this um there's a rep- there's repodia of the, the phrase close to you and so um when you're listening to it like that is the the feeling that that is intended to be carried throughout the entire song and the thing that i that that always strikes me about the song that i first noticed when i was listening to it was so the song the first 51 seconds of the song i i waited and counted cuz I, I wanted to make sure is just instrumental it is just this like sort of building it almost reminds me of the 80s but it's not like strong 80s it just they use a lot of electronic things in the back of their music um but for the first 51 seconds it's just instrumental and so it has this consistent like almost heartbeat like beat in it which for me is always in some way reminded me of the desire that is throughout the entire song because there is this constant like unstopping beat i think it actually goes every single second because if you watch the clock on the song as you're watching it like every beat the second timer will go up one more it was something that i noticed that i'd never noticed before before never before i started preparing to to do this um and so the first 51 seconds are like this it's almost droning which is i think something that you don't really expect especially from the entries but even from other songs where it's almost this drone there's never throughout the entire song there's never like a like an intense climax or a break from the drone and and that's that's unusual for a song i think because you know songs are generally intended to pull you in drag you in with big highs and low lows and all of this right but close to you is different close to you rides at this uncomfortable place between intense passion and like apathy is the wrong word but like a like like almost depression and so it it's kind of because in my opinion i as someone who has spent a long time working on really important goals to me like writing and um like just generally creation and also just generally likes people like passion has two has two fi- has two sides right like there's obviously the burning wildfire passion right that every that every song seems to be about and everything every song about love generally focuses on but there's also this like smoldering right like the i i feel so much passion all the time that it's almost painful and there's never like a climax to that it's just kind of always there and so that's what this song really channels is like this almost painful place where the passion has been high and is high and doesn't stop being high to the point of being painful and a drone that's in the con that's constantly in the back of your mind no matter where what you're doing or where you are and that's something that that i really like about this song because it doesn't pretend like the passion that the that the singer is singing about is is like happy it's almost painful passion and like um when you listen like okay so the thing that i really that i like about the song is the attention to detail when after the 51 seconds is up you have the heartbeat just this like droning so droning soundtrack you get to the first breath the first um song lyric and so right before the the tyler glenn sings the first song lyric there's this <gasps> as if it's almost labored too as if he, being able to express the words of the song is almost painful right because it reinforces the painfulness when there's these like, labored breaths before every single thing and they don't cut them out it's very like intentional to have labored breaths before every single like line and verse because it it reinforces the theme of the song that the this i want to be i want to be close to you so bad that i'm in pain right and so 
that's what I really like because it doesn't it it builds on that theme. And so that's something that this song does really well. Um and so I have the the lyrics written down. A lot of the lyrics are repeat like they'll be repeated over and over again. So I st- but the first bit has like actual lyrics that change. So the first line, lonely eyes been watching me. So I spend time uh how you call it in interpreting um what the words are because I I feel like that's part of this, but I mean, I don't know if I have the right interpretation, whatever, whatever feels right to whoever listening to it, obviously, but I have interpreted it the way that I feel that it is interpreted. So, um, lonely eyes been watching me. It's for me, at least it feels like a personification of loneliness, right? Because yeah, so he's talking to let's see, his loneliness. Yeah, it's a personification of his loneliness, right? Because when you want something so bad, right? I, I don't know how if you've ever experienced that, but if you want something so bad that you taste it in the back of your throat every single time you're you, you're alone and you're not thinking about something else, it 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 feels almost like it is watching you. Like you can't escape its gaze, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, and it can apply to things that are more than just like you know like the lusty kind of. I want to be with another person type thing. I've always interpreted this song that go so that it almost goes beyond the physical love type thing. I think it also to a certain extent goes to and obviously it doesn't really. Like the lines of the song are for romance, but it almost goes to goals too. Like if if you want to be somewhere, want to be something, want to do something so bad that you can taste it. This song personifies that in so many ways, expresses that in so many ways that I think it doesn't really matter that the song is technically about romantic love because it, it really does express something beyond that. And so I think even though it says lonely, I, but I'm going to talk about uh, love now, but lonely has been watching me. It suggests that he's, that he's lonely, right? That the, that because of what's, because of that he, of he, that he wants to be close to this person, he feels very lonely, right? And so, um, I can see what you want me to see. And so, in this point, at least the way I interpret it is that he that he's talking to the loneliness itself, right? Because if you really want to be around another person, and that person enters the room, you can't ignore them, right? So he he sees he's acknowledging his lon- the lonely eyes that are watching him, and then he says, "Yes, I can definitely see what you want me to see." And what the lonely eyes want him to see is the person that he wants to be close with. And I really think that that's kind of that's something that I I don't usually hear about in songs, right? Because, like, or maybe it's not that I usually don't usually hear about them. Maybe it's just the tone, right? Because in other songs, there's, like, a, there, there's a fire to it. But here, it's just, it's very matter-of-fact, very droning, almost. Um, and I suppose it doesn't sound like a great song. But for me, it's always, it's, it's a comfort song for me. And so then after that, they repeat, for the first time, I want to be close to you. So it's, Lonely Eyes Been Watching Me, I Can't See What You Want Me To See, I want to be close to you. And so that that whole thing enhances that the last statement, the repeat, the the rep, rep, repotia? Shouldn't have looked up literary terms. I should have just said repetition. Um, but it, inherent, it enhances it. And so then, all we need now is the dark, dancing shadows, move on to white walls. And so this one is a lot, obviously a lot more of the interpretation. But for me, I interpret it as like, all you need is like, the dark spaces where you can imagine, right? Because when you're, like, alone and in the dark, you can 
imagine almost anything. And if you really want something, you're imagining it in the dark. And dancing shadows move on to white walls. That that suggests that he's almost interpreting everything that he sees as what as the object of his desire. And that's the way I interpret it. That that one's obviously a little bit more up to interpretation. Um, and then he again repeats, "I want to be close to you." And then heavy eyes been watching me, rhythms, beats, and melodies, they make me get close to you. And so, on first glance, this just seems like it's talking about music, but I almost, when I was trying to understand it, rhythms, beats, and melodies almost, I think, especially with the words like rhythm, beats, it again, as the the background drum beats to the song suggest, it suggests that his heart is making him go there, right? Like, it isn't just suggesting music. And heavy eyes, I think, almost suggest sadness, but, I mean, that one was not as clear to me as the first few lyrics. Um, and then they make me get close to you. So this one's a deviation, but it's still very obviously focusing on that same theme, which is why I think I think it makes it very interesting because it's like it's not even a choice, right? Because when you want something this bad, this bad, it it isn't a choice. It, it's really something that that you cannot stop thinking about, cannot escape. Um, and this this lines are a little bit um more transparent. Um, other guys will sell you tricks, tell you lies to get their fix. Um, and then he again repeats, um, "I want to don't let them get close to you." And so, I mean, it's, it's all along the same theme as the last line, where there's a variation on "I want to be close to you." Um, and I think this, in some sense, represents jealousy too. Like, I mean, obviously, on surface level, it's just like other guys are bad, I'm good, whatever, right? But it also when you really want, like, especially with a person, if you really do want a person that bad, every single other person is kind of a threat, right? So I think in this way, he's expressing that same jealousy that that is so easy to feel when you want to be close to someone that bad. And I think, one of the things I want to say is I like the phrase, I want to be close to you, because it doesn't, a lot of songs focus on lust, but this is, it's more than lust, right? It's, I want to just be in your presence. And I think that that's, that that distinction makes this song more profound in some way because I don't know I feel like you can experience that on so many different levels. Um, I'll talk about meaning after I'm done. But and then there is a whole section where he repeats, "Just give me fire, give me fire, it'll burn all your fear away." And this section I had a hard time interpreting. Um, like even other people, I feel like it's probably just like passion but it's hard for me to tell i this is a point in the song where the where the drone does does get up a little bit like it does increase a little bit but even then it's still the same drone it's just slightly more energetic um the best thing i can think of is like perhaps the fire being like even a small bit of attention or something like that and but i don't understand then it'll burn all your fear away i don't know i'm sure that it it makes sense to someone out there other than me. But this song, because of its obscurity, it doesn't have a lot of alternate um, interpretations online. Like, you can't go to Genius and have it, like, it, it doesn't have any kind of already come up with interpretations. I, I had to do this on my own. So I I had no idea exactly how to interpret that. But when you're listening to the song, it doesn't really matter what the words are. You still feel the way he does. Um, and so then... After that, there's a bit of interlude, and then there's, he just repeats, I still got my eyes on you, baby, I still got my eyes on you, baby, I want to be close to you, and then he read that, it's read that repeats. There's a lot of repetition in the song, and I think that's because this kind of 
desire to be close to someone, the kind of smoldering passion and desire, desire in the sense, um, it's cyclical, right? Like it's it's not something that has an end or a beginning. It almost just continues to cycle around again and again and again and again until you're almost to the bridge of insanity, until the point where it's painful, right? Um, and so I think that that's that that's 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 it. There is not a lot of words to this song. It's five minutes. Most of it is interlude and in music and. I don't know why it speaks to me so much, but I think that when you're in a moment where you're, like, just feeling miserable and the thing that you want seems so far out of reach or, I don't know, for me, I I love people and I want, especially, before I realized I was gay, I had a very different understanding of friendship that I think allowed me to experience this uh, without actually... um, understanding why I was experiencing it towards people that I don't know if I should I don't think you're supposed to experience this towards friends but I didn't know better so it's an it's an emotion that I know well where you don't know how quite to escape the longing and desire because you don't own that person right and like that's whatever but at the same time Every ounce of your being just wants them to be around you at all times. And you don't want anyone else to talk to you. Talk to them, I mean. Or you. But just because you don't care about anyone else. It's very single-minded. And it's it's this, like... It's an inescapable thing. It's like a prison of painful passion and and longing that is really hard to escape. And that is irrational to the point of, like, of pain. As I've said... And that heartbeat, I think, is it, it reinforces that cycle, right? Because the heart, quote-unquote, doesn't stop beating until you die, right? It's a continuous, constant thing. And I think that reinforces the continuous, continuous constant pain that, that the singer of the song is experiencing through that passion. And it's, I, I think that that is what's really good about the song for me is that whether it's my desire to write a book or my desire to move up north and become an adult and experience things which is a desire that I have so deep in my bones that it's inescapable which is some I'm high school I have like a year and a half left which just makes the pain worse right and I think that that is something that I don't know if and if too many other people my age can would also be able to experience but I know that it, the, the desire to be close to something, the longing for something that is intangible, that is not ever fully within your reach, and yet you continue to want it, and you you just you want it so bad that you can taste it, is an emotion that I think most people feel, right? And so that's why I think that the song works. It doesn't. It isn't the song that I turn on when I'm in a great mood. It's the kind of song that I turn on when I've had a bad day, and I just want to remember when I want to express what I'm feeling, right? And that's why this song is so important to me because I think it represents an emotion, an emotion that before I listened to it didn't really have a representation, right? And so because this song represents this intangible, not fully explainable emotion without like experiencing it fully, this song is really important to me. And it's hard, it's hard to explain exactly what it is unless you really have that same emotional attachment that I do but it's a really important song to me and it's a really interesting and well-written one in some ways because it doesn't 
just focus on the words, which I think a lot of songs do now. When you listen to them, they all sound the same, like, musically. And they just have the same, like, like they have words that mean whatever, but the music behind them doesn't feel like that. But when you listen to this song, not only does the droning melody behind the song, which is risky, right? Because people are not going to be instantly engaged and pulled in by that in the same way that they're going to be pulled in by the peppy beat of a pop song, right? But they're pulled in in a different way. And I think that the that the fact that every part of this song reinforces the lyrics, the constant, almost droning um, drum beat that represents the heartbeat. There's the the shaky, like, miserable breaths before each line that reinforce the pain. There's There's so much little things to this song that only seem to build on the words, even if the words are minimal. And I think that that in itself is interesting in a feat, even if the song is not for you, because there just aren't an amazing amount of songs that do that. A lot of songs sound the same nowadays because they focus more on aesthetic than on meaning. But this song has meaning, and it has something to say that not a lot of songs do, and not exactly in the same way that Tyler Glenn chooses to express that and I think that that is why this song matters to me so much because it is really it's an experience in the mind of someone who has a deep unfixable inescapable longing and I think that that is something that needs to be told just as much as the lust and the excitement of new love and the brokenheartedness of the old love it's just the longing and so yeah, um, that's my favorite song. Um, I talked about it for 20 minutes. It, it's really worth a listen, um, even if it's not necessarily something that you normally would listen to. And also, as a side note, Neon Trees are a really good band. Um, songs like <laughs> Text You in the Morning and I Love You But I Hate Your Friends, they're these like little poppy hits that, that, that they are, they're just, they feel good to listen to. And they have a certain vitality to them, which is really nice. And songs like um, In the Next Room, In the Next Room is one of my favorites because it has a pull and an energy to it. A lot of their songs have a pull and an energy to them that like just drag you through the song by, by your stomach. And you just feel like you're... Like, you know like how you're being... Like a you? You feel like your stomach is like the bottom of the you and you're being dragged forward like that. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's... It really makes you want to move. And then there are also songs like Our War that, similar to Close to You, express a kind of resignation. Like, Our War expresses resignation towards giving up on a relationship that really matters, but that that you can't keep going on with. But in a way where, again, I think a lot of the, the music reinforces that. Obviously, Close to You is my favorite, but a lot of the, th- the songs that they have are really, really good. Especially, um, which album is it? Let me, I'll look at it in a second. Um, let's see. Habits, one of their old, it's from 2010, and, um, Picture Show have some of the best, um, songs, and then American Zero also has some really good songs on it, but, or not American Zero, what is it? Uh, let me see. I, I can't, I have to look through here. Pop Psychology, that's what that one's in. That's their most recent one. 
it's pretty good. Um, it's not, like, obviously... I, I think their older stuff is probably a little bit better. Oh, also, yeah, no, Picture Show. There's, like, several album covers for Picture Show, so you have to be careful. But, um, it's... Oh, I just really love the band, because they, they sound a little bit different from everything else around here. Also, they're just kind of interesting. Tyler Glenn is just innately interesting to me, because... Interesting to me, because he's gay, for one. And then for a while he was a Mormon, like like an active Mormon, despite the fact that he was openly gay. I think it wasn't an, until 2015 ruling, um, like like the mar- gay marriage ruling, uh, Oswin worth his, I can't remember the name of the Supreme Court case, but um, the, after that and the Mormon the Mormon Church like responded by making more anti-gay policies. I think he moved away from it, which is where his whole excommunication album comes in, which I only recently discovered because I was l- looking up stuff for this music, for this uh, this podcast, but it's actually really good, especially Midnight. The music video for Midnight is really, really interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, Neon Trees is one of my favorite bands. But uh, that's that being said, that's the end of this episode. I'm sorry that it's my podcast has not necessarily been the most high quality of late. I'm incredibly busy doing uh, NaNoWriMo, but that ends this week. And after that, I still intend to post podcasts, even though we're not um, being forced to do it by class anymore. Because I, I kind of like this. It I Before that, I couldn't really listen to my own voice because I just hadn't forced myself to. And I think that this helps me gain a little bit more confident speaking, uh, which if you can't tell, I kind of stutter a little bit when I get excited about a topic. But... That being said, uh, this is this episode. I have to go write like 3,000 words tonight. Um, Have a wonderful evening or day or whatever. Uh, Yeah, bye.